2: All right, Woody. Thank you so much. And uh, Alex Donnell, locked on uh, Canes podcast, going to join us, get caught up on uh, everything with Alex and uh, the Canes a couple of days away from figuring out which bowl they're going to go to and who they might play. Some say USC and UCLA or try to get the matchup. And then, oh, by the way, got to figure out which guys are going to pass on the second and third tier bowl games. And get ready for the draft that's we we forgot about that that's time this time of year now for that except um the guys that are playing obviously in these playoff games the the 14 playoff or some of the other big bowl games maybe but uh, there's gonna be a lot of guys bailing on these games that uh, are either going to transfer portal or are going to get drafted are going to be so God only knows what it's gonna look like for for all these teams is um now I'll tell you what coaches are saying about that. Good. I got a bunch of young guys I wanted to play, haven't played all year, and uh so we're gonna get in there. To me, uh, this talk about Jakari Brown, what a great opportunity for him. Especially if if everybody else is playing for the most part and those receivers are all gonna stay and play. Um uh, He's got a chance to have a good game. What a good start for him going into next year. That's how I would look at it. I wouldn't if I was your No, I'm still mad. You didn't get me in. You played the other guy. Screw that. I'm better than he. I'm not playing. No, he, he's he, this is a great. You didn't have to look over his shoulder at all. Like, you're the guy. Get a chance to run and throw and see your improvement throwing the ball all year. I know it's only in practice. I hope he plays, man. Especially if all your other guys for the most part, I know we lost a running back. I I know one of the Don Chaney juniors not going to be playing, but you still got a lot of guys going to be playing if that offensive line shows up and plays, you got a chance to you know, if you're ready, you're going to have a chance to show and a, and a nice start for next year. I don't know. I haven't seen anything out there that's coming in the transfer reporter. You go, "Oh boy." I'm a little worried about that guy. There's none of those guys out there right now.
3: I'm guessing Miami doesn't go into the next season with him as their
2: starter. No, but but you got his mindset's got to be Woody that that if he plays well against someone's BT, get, the, get on, the get, game, get in there, and uh, it doesn't.
3: You're a downer, man. I'm not trying to be a downer. It's just like you, you want to hype this ball game up. That's that's perfectly. Fine. I'm not
2: hyping the game up. I don't care. I don't get paid by the Canes or anything else. I I'm just telling you for him. Someday you'll do this when you get older and you have kids. It's a good
3: opportunity kids. for him, yes.
2: a It is. You don't have to be down on whatever kind of bowl game they want to play. Most of these coaches want to play in them because it's another game to get ready for next year. That's how they look at it.
3: Well, you get the extra practices, I think, is definitely the – the benefit
2: of and it. I don't know about the game. Start but. playing some of these guys, young guys who didn't play as much. You probably wouldn't mind a couple of guys that are you've seen their best and like go ahead, I'm going to play some of these other guys. I mean it is
3: interesting. Like I talked to Monroe about this when we do the pregame show and he goes, "Yeah, we've won like one bowl game since They've i been graduated. been Monroe And like pushing 40, so yeah, it's uh
2: they're, they're terrible been in a these
3: long, games. Long time
2: there. Terrible in these games and and by the way you think it's going to get any better with again transfer portal guys already billing because it, these these ga- they can they can let you know December 4th you can that window opens for you to transfer do you like that by the way i think it just diminishes
3: these bowl games that yes, are already 100 uh, these bowl games are a disaster already like in
2: mid December between the NFL draft and the transfer portal what do you think these bowl games are going to look like? These second tier yeah, bowl I mean, look, games.
3: Look, it's one thing; it's one thing to sit the bowl game. It's quite another to announce you're not going to be on the team anymore before the season ends, because technically that's part of the season, right? Well, you've got. I'm not. I'm just not a huge fan of that. Like, I think these guys should at least stay on the team until the season's over.
2: Not me. I disagree. I I I disagree. I I'm just some of these bowl games. And then and then and by the way, you, then you're playing it with all these guys not playing, and then people are mad that you don't win. <laughs> it's not enough. You, you can't win enough when you got everybody. And so, I, I I don't know. But it it's get. I I would love to like have all these coaches tell the truth. Have take a test and and let find out the truth, if they really really want to play in these second- and third-tier bowl games. And I know the Sun Bowl's been around for a while and Gator Bowl and all these bowls been around, but I don't know, Woody. You think everybody really wants to play with him? You think USC, all of a sudden, they had high expectations out there and that friggin' guy's defense is one of the worst defenses. Why would his Heisman Trophy quarterback want to play in that whatever game or play against Miami? Why would he want to play one more I game? I don't think he will. Why would the North Carolina anybody? And by the way, if Oregon or Washington, one of them doesn't get in the playoffs, why would either one of those guys want to play in another bowl game? Even though it'll be a good bowl game, it could be the Rose Bowl or be a, be a really good game. Why would we have wanna... this conversation for a long
3: time now? I, I you know, there's got to be some people that are out there that are like, oh, you got to take the field with your brothers one more time.
2: That, that brothers saying they tried that a few <laughs> years ago. Less <laughs> and less brothers want to play with their brothers. <laughs> but that's you're always being. hey listen
3: now. they've been trying that for a long time wasn't it one of the games down here was uh i don't know one of the orange bowls or something where a guy opted out and that's like kind of where it started if it's anything but a playoff game the game literally has no meaning and that's that's unfortunate but that's what they've created
2: it, it is, and that's why they have to make it big enough to cover these bowl teams. What's like the Orange Bowl? The Orange Bowl
3: is a tremendous game, and I think there's a lot of prestige and all that stuff that goes with it. But try selling that to these kids.
2: Yeah, unless it's semi. Hey, get out there
3: and play, you win this great Orange Bowl trophy, or a Rose Bowl, or any of these tremendous games. So, so that is
2: why the new playoff system needs any way possible. I know some up there talking about having home field advantage for some of these teams to start the new playoff system. They need to make sure they give these, bowl, these bowls, these orange, mm-hmm. sugar, fiesta, rose. They need to make sure they take care of those original bowls. That bowl's big down here. That orange bowl is important to new fields, tennis tournaments, lots of stuff. We need the you orange Through in your tennis tournament. There. Well, because they it's Orange Bowl Tennis Classic. It they got starts the basketball Starts up. in a few days. At Central the, Park, the basketball and they don't want you to show up because all you do is
3: rip the sport. Show up to the the basketball tournament. The Bulls are playing.
2: They're coming down here. Yeah,
3: they are. That's a really big. Probably going to lose. Probably really hurting their head to have your ass. Your team they are. Come they asked every other team to come and, and play. They, no, everyone said no. They asked the Bulls. They,
2: they said sure. Well, listen, we got Alex Donnell going to join us. We're going to talk some Cane's. You got your shot in, by the way. Get uh, some Cane stuff. Pete Prisco also join us here in this uh, 8 o'clock hour, so we'll, we'll have all that stuff coming up. Right now, though, I want to take a second to tell you about Atlantic Men's Clinic. Boy, guys, listen, it's the holidays, a time of love and joy, but if you suffer from erectile dysfunction, the dirty little secret that no man wants to talk about, the season can be tough on you. If you and your partner are experiencing struggles because of ED, uh, you can change it this year. Give the best gift you can give to the one you love by treating your ED and restoring your physical relationship with your partner. You know, at first you kind of laugh about it. God, oh, I was just bad. Oh, just, I don't know what was wrong last night. Maybe I was a little tired and I had a drink. Then it happens a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And now you're going, uh-oh, I have a problem. I, I need to maybe have that meeting with those professionals at Atlantic Men's Clinic. Probably a good time to do that. Listen, I did it. And I want to make sure you do the same thing. You don't have to run and hide from this and make excuses and be embarrassed and apologize. Get it taken care of. Atlantic Men's Clinic, you're going to get great results. They have treatments with success rates well over 90%. And uh, by the way, the the best news of all, your initial visit includes medical consultation, a T and a PSA test. Mention my name, Joe Rose, that I sent you. Your initial consultation, even during the holiday season, is free. So... Whether it's your sex drive or whatever it is, don't hide from it. You don't have to go in and lie. This is what the professionals at Atlantic Men's Clinic take care of. Low T and ED, and they know how to fix it for you. we got six locations in South Florida to serve you, and I'm talking about results quickly. Call them today, 877-455-7300, 877-455-7300, or visit AtlanticMensClinic.com.
3: It's time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline Shop, hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan.
2: All right, let's uh, jump right into it. Alex Donnell, Locked on Kane's podcast, joins us this morning. Donnell, how you doing, buddy?
4: I'm doing well, Joe. This is a fun time of year with all this transfer portal craziness and recruiting. Miami just got a big verbal commit last night, who was a flip. So it's this is full speed ahead. I know I heard Mario on with you on Monday, and he said it. He's not going to be getting any sleep anytime soon, and I believe him.
2: Yeah, so so we got a lot of different things. Uh, so we're, we got a bowl game coming up for whatever it's worth, and I know it's not one of the big bowl games, and there's disappointment for a lot of the Canes fan base here. Uh, but we got to wait. He's got to wait. This is a weird one for Morrow. He's got to wait on the transfer portal. He's already lost five guys. Uh, You got to find out which guys are turning pro and, and think they're going high enough that they may not want to play in this second or third tier game coming up. And then you got to decide which guys you want to play in it because now you're getting ready for next year. Uh, Jakari Brown though, looks like he's going to be the quarterback. Is there any reason he would not want to play in this game? I think it's all a benefit to him. What, what about for you?
4: Yeah, well, um, uh, reports came out yesterday that he has, he has agreed to play and start in the game. So it, it seems like that hurdle has been cleared because that, that was a big question, Mark. We all had Joe, like, uh, even before, Van Dyke announced he was hitting the portal. We all assumed that there was a better, more likely than not, chance Van Dyke would leave. We all know Emery Williams is nursing the broken arm. And then outside of Jakari, they don't have anyone else on scholarship. They got a handful of walk-ons, but, you know, you can't expect to have a lot of success with a walk-on quarterback, no matter who your bowl matchup is against. So they really needed Brown to play. And so, you know, uh, Brown, uh, according to the reports uh, from inside the U, Brown had a sit-down with you know Miami coaches this week where you know he is going to play and start in the bowl game that doesn't guarantee the long-term future though Joe as you know because um you know I would like to see Brown stick around like I'm a fan of his I think he's got a ton of upside and he's you know if he can polish up his passing he's already a really dangerous runner I think he could potentially be a really good quarterback in college football so I hope he stays but just because he's committed to playing the bowl game doesn't mean he's not going to hit the portal the day yeah. after that, or, you know, there's another window coming in the spring. So we don't know for sure what he's going to do long term.
2: He could really help himself, though, if he would just showed after a year, sh- showed some more accuracy, throwing the football would really go a long way for his confidence and uh, for everybody else. I. What do you think is going to be out there in the transfer portal? Which I think we all agree, if Mario can find a guy, he'd feel comfortable having a guy come in here that's got some experience. I just haven't seen any names that just really want me to to like start, you know, doing flips around here. Uh, you see anybody out there that that really going? Wow, that'll be an upgrade.
4: The guy that I like the most is Cam Ward, who's, you know, super. We've already seen – well, actually, he's not – I don't even know if he's officially in the portal yet, to be honest, Joe. I think that's just a lot of speculation, and uh, and there's been reports about him. He's the Washington State quarterback, that, uh, that he's already received at least 10 NIL bids of more than a million dollars from schools around the country. So that's what we're looking at this day and age in college football, are bidding wars. There's a couple of other guys that I like, but like you said, Joe – we're not talking slam dunks, right? We're not talking about, you know, guys who are automatically going to come in and be Heisman candidates necessarily. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if uh, Riley Leonard has found his destination yet, but that, that's a high-risk, high-reward, the Duke quarterback, because he's dynamic when he plays, but he's also hurt all the time. Uh, there have been some links for him to Notre Dame. Uh, I think the Kansas State quarterback, Will Howard, who is in the portal is pretty good Uh, i like that he's a dual threat he had around 365 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns this past year uh will rogers the mississippi state quarterback is interesting he can be a little inconsistent it's ironic that some people have kind of compared him to tyler van dyke when it comes to the inconsistencies and the turnovers but something i can say about rogers he's been a prolific passer He's the second all-time leading passer in SEC history, which I think is a pretty impressive stat for his career to this point. And he knows the air raid. Like, he came up in the Mike Leach offense, you know, before Coach Leach passed away, of course, which is the same lineage that Shannon Dawson comes from. So it seems like there could be some fit there. And then another one we're wondering if he ends up in the portal or not is uh, Michael Pratt, who's the Tulane quarterback. Uh, he seems to have uh, a decision on his mind as to whether he's going to try to leave for the NFL draft. He would be a graduate transfer if he were to decide to stay in college. He's already accepted a senior bowl invite. It doesn't mean he has to show up to the game, but he's accepted the invite. He can back out of that. So he's either got to decide if he wants to go pro or maybe find a power five for one year. So those are the names that I've been primarily been tracking to this point. Again, none of those guys screams like automatic, you know, national championship, Heisman, anything like that. But there are definitely some quarterbacks. And I think that the the two most important things for Coach Dawson and Coach Cristobal are to try to find somebody who can fit your system um, and that you can really build. Like, don't try to put a square peg in a round hole. And then the other thing is uh, find somebody who you think can be consistent. Because, Joe, the big problem Miami had, uh, you know, these past couple of years from Tyler Van Dyke was the highs were very high. The lows were too low. There just wasn't enough consistency from him. I think that's something you need to find. Find a guy who's going to throw single-digit interception, yeah. take care of the football, and put your offense in position to make some plays.
2: You know, it's amazing because Morrow keeps getting this uh, great recruiting class out of high school. I, I think after this Ohio State guy, they're talking about going into top five or top six in the country again. But saying all that, in the overall picture, the transfer portals become so huge, so huge. It's almost like the development team of, of high school players, minus four or five guys that ended up like a, a Reuben Bain and Maui Noah and, and Fletcher and guys like that. Uh, the high school thing seems to take a little bit of a backseat to you or, or not really?
4: Uh, Yes, and it varies a little bit program by program, Joe. I still feel like with Mario Cristobal, um, I I think his bread and butter, he'd like it to be the high school recruiting and development. But then that's a double-edged sword because when you're thinking about bringing in guys from high school and developing them for three or four years, you don't know if they're going to stay with your program for three or four years, right? So it's not only, you know, obviously somebody like Mike Norvell, who built a, a tremendous team at Florida State, more so through the transfer portal than that's through right. recruiting you know that 's another way to do it. I think Mario would prefer to have more of the home grown aspect of it, but then you don 't know for sure if the guys that you bring in are actually going to stay with your program for the duration. so you have to be supplementing your roster. Uh, it also depends on where your roster 's at in the current moment, Joe, because I think in the case, in the case of Miami. Um, you know, I not not I don't want to try to sound like I'm putting it all on the quarterback position or on Van Dyke or anything like that like that, but there were so many moments throughout the season where you looked at how good Miami was up front, offensive line, defensive line, Uh, Just the foundations and the spine of the team at the line of scrimmage were so good. And for a lot of these losses Miami had, you think, man, they were just consistent quarterback play away from maybe winning nine games this year or ten games instead of seven games this year. So I think Miami is in a position where you find a handful of Dynamo players, including you need to find a good, consistent veteran quarterback I think Miami can be in a position to compete for an ACC championship next year. So, it kind of depends on where you're at, right? When you're if you you know, if you're a program that's coming off a 4 and five, 4 and 8 type of season, you think, "Wow, we're, you know, we're not a couple of big NIL deals and transfer portal players away from winning." But in Miami's case, I think they're really close. So, this transfer portal is going to be extra important.
2: I, I did want to ask you this question. I see a, a lot of fans going back and forth on this. And, and I think we all agree the team had a lot more talent than a year ago. A lot more talent. Not even close. Great stories defensively what they did, the offensive line and stuff. Um, how did you feel overall about this 7-5 and five, uh, and not winning more games? I'm just curious.
4: Uh, I, I would define the season as just it was acceptable. I, I wouldn't call it a successful season. Um, you know, I wouldn't call it uh, you know an all-out uh, tremendous disappointment either. It's like I have to look at it through two lenses, Joe. Um, one lens, I look at it and I say, man, if if they had had a couple of better coaching decisions, right? I mean, that take, not taking that knee was inexcusable. That's a win right there. You would have been eight. You were a kneel down away from being eight and four this year. You know, people question and scrutinize some of the other like late game decisions and red zone and play calling and timeouts and all that. Uh yeah, I definitely have regrets with all the turnovers this year. So, you know, I, I would consider 7 and 5 acceptable but, you know, disappointing because I think the team was better. I think this roster is better than a 7 5 team. Oh, yeah, so, if I look better. at it through yeah. that lens, right. yeah, if I look at it through that lens it's disappointing. The other way to look at it though is, Joe, I just look at, you know, what what this team is depth-wise and, you know, again, I'm a big line of scrimmage guy. That's where, you know, my personal philosophy matches up with Mario Cristobal pretty well on this. It's night and day when you think about the offensive line and even a defensive line that I thought played above their weight class last year because the D-line was pretty banged up. I thought Coach Guidry and you know Coach Salavea and Coach Taylor got the best out of that group despite a lot of injuries and some inconsistencies with personnel. Reuben Bain was a monster. This team is just so much better than it was a year ago and two years ago. So from a talent-building standpoint and a program-building standpoint, I can look at 2023 as a success, but the actual on-field stuff and results, I, I thought they just kind of did the bare minimum for me to say acceptable.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really interesting topic going around talking to everybody and the frustration of losing so many close games and, and obviously the Georgia Tech game that you mentioned, whether you kneel, you, you don't fumble, or defensively you, you pick it up and, and make a play at the end of that game. Um, to get that, and how much that affected the team after that, I guess we won't know. Although they played hard, they played hard. But but you're right. The the defense put up so many good numbers this year. The offensive line—that's the best offensive line they have had in a long, long, long time. To uh, to get seven and five, you just you you look at all that stuff. It just doesn't it doesn't add up to to what you should have been able to get. I, I think even the coaches would. Would agree with that, So it's, uh, but we're on to recruiting, and by the way, right off the bat, man, if these two defensive tackles stick with this commitment, uh, more than any of the other recruiting, nothing against all the other guys, and, and they're always going to recruit certain positions really well, but getting a couple big horses in the middle there on that defense, oh my gosh, Alex, how huge would that be?
4: Yeah, the player that they just added last night, Justin Scott, he's he's a bona fide superstar, Joe. This is a five star defensive tackle. He's extremely strong and athletic and a great run stopper. He's just he's exactly the type of player Miami needs. And I also the four star that they have committed, Artavius Jones oh, uh, out of Bluntstown, Florida, he's he's so good. Um and, and it's we, it's it, evaluating uh, Artavius Jones is interesting cuz he he plays at like a small high school district kind of out in the sticks in the in the Panhandle. He is just so he he's like three times the size of everybody he plays against. He runs routes and catches passes. Like he's like a two-way player there. He's a monster in the middle. Like he's watching his highlight reel is hilarious because he's just he's yeah. like a little brothering everybody that he plays against. So I think he's going to be a really good really good player with the proper development and you know, getting defensive tackles like this, and, and again, the Justin Scott thing, It's uh, I give so much credit to Miami staff from, obviously, Chris DeBall and Jason Taylor and Coach Joe Salovea because, you know, there's been so much criticism in this recruiting cycle that Miami had swung and missed on so many five-star defensive tackles. Justin Scott being one of those, David Stone, Camarian Franklin. There's this long-running list of guys that Miami missed out on. Uh, Mario Cristobal is relentless, Joe. He never stops. Like Just because somebody verbally commits somewhere else doesn't mean he stops recruiting you. Uh, Scott is a player that I had been really optimistic back in the summer that Miami was going to land him. Uh, I think the issue probably that came up for him and his family was he's from Chicago. He's a Midwestern kid. And I think that there was definitely definitely a desire for his family, for him to stay kind of closer to that Chicago area with Ohio State and Michigan being schools that checked off on that box. So I think that there may have been some pushback from family when I think Scott really wanted to be a hurricane. And so apparently over the past three or four months, he and his family have worked that out. Uh, hopefully they're able to come and watch as many of his home games down here as possible because he wanted to be a Miami Hurricane. And credit to Mario Cristobal and staff for getting it done because this this is a program-changing type of player, Scott. I think he's going to be an yeah. excellent defensive tackle at Miami.
2: Well, hopefully we get that done but before the verbal stuff changes again or anything yeah, You're else. right because it's not right. done, Joe. That's no. a great point. Because they're not stopping. <laughs> the other schools aren't stopping from recruiting <laughs> yeah. either, man. Uh, for right. sure. Hey, Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Come appreciate you coming on this morning. Thank you.
4: Always a pleasure, Joe. Have a great rest All of right. your day. All right,
2: Alex Donald locked on Canes podcast. Pete Prisco coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll talk to Pete. Got a lot of stuff in the NFL to talk about. Boy, I tell you what, the league that never sleeps. I you just do quarterback topics, right? For like for two years. Right now, though, I got to tell you, with the holiday season. I got a great gift idea. Man, I love talking about Cliggies. Oh my gosh. Something you can enjoy with the whole family. This great weather in the evenings to be able to take your Cliggies golf cart out, all tricked up, and really enjoy it. Man, the cooler full in the back there, and all the things you get with the coolest golf cart in South Florida. Man, a Cliggies cart is beautiful. Oh my gosh. We're talking about 72 volts of pure lithium power, five inch lift, backup cameras, all terrain tires. A sweet sound system to put all your great music in, all painted in your favorite team colors. What a great way to go for the holiday season! What can I get the whole family that we can enjoy and spend time together? Oh, that's easy, man! Clicky Golf Cart, zero percent financing. Visit Clicky's Carts online at golfcartsfl.net or call 954 388 5932. Listen you got to go up to the showroom. I'm going to give you an address. You've got to go up and see them for the holiday season. I am talking loaded, beautiful, man, at prices that might surprise you. Located at 1751 West Copens Road in Pompano Beach. Visit Cliggy's Carts, an authorized Royal EV dealer. Mention this commercial when you go up there. I heard heard Joe Rose talking about you. $1,000 off. $1,000 off. It's Cliggy's, K-L-I-G-G-Y-S. The staff and showroom are spectacular for you to get the perfect holiday gift for your family with Cliggy's Golf Cart. Alright, welcome back and uh, good morning to everybody. As we got a little NFL to get to with Pete Prisco from CBS Sports. Pete, good morning. How you doing? What's up, Joe? How are you? Man, I'm doing great. This is uh, this is a fun time. We kind of now figured out, I I, I feel like we figured out who's pretty good and and who's not at this point. We've seen some coordinators go down and head coaches go down and we probably got a pretty good idea, Pete, of who's going to be getting canned as well here uh between now and the off season. Would you agree?
5: Yeah, I think this is the time when you see guys uh, you know, fighting for their jobs and and you know, that's that's the nature of the beast. You know that, Joe. I mean, the, these guys, they come, they go and uh I think this is one of those things where um, if you don't win now, the, the, you know they, they get you out of there quicker. I mean, it's not like the old days where they give you a couple of years. Now there's you know with all the me, social media and everything, it, we're going to see more and more quick firings. I think than we've seen in the past.
2: Pete, ever since we started doing these shows, I feel like we've talked about quarterbacks. But are we talking about quarterbacks or lack of quarterbacks, or it's not the quarterback, it's the coach or the system? Are we talking more about that now than ever.
5: Yeah, and look, everybody wants to say, you know, like for example, they use the 49ers um, and say anybody can plug and play there. That's not necessarily the case. Now, it makes it easier when you have all those players around, and I still prefer to have a quarterback who can uh, do things when, uh, you know, the, the players around them aren't doing their job and raise everybody else up. And, you, you know, the great ones do that. So, yeah, I mean, this, this league, if you don't have one, it's hard to have sustainable success in the NFL. And, you know, like, uh, for example, I'll use the Dolphins as an example. Tua has elevated his play. There's no question about that. The system's great for him. Um, The speed receivers he has on the outside are great for him. But he's elevated his play. If they didn't have Tua and there was another guy in there, would they be the same offense? And the answer to that question is no. But yet you ask the same question, is he – a guy that can, if he didn't have all that around him, would he be a great player? And we don't know that, but my answer would probably be no. And so I think it, it helps to have everybody around you, but it also helps to have a guy that can make it all work like in a point guard type of way.
2: You can't hold it against anybody. We, we've had this discussion a lot this week. You can't hold it against somebody, though, if they do have good weapons or happen to be have Mike McDaniel's system coaching them. That's not fair either, like, oh, he got in the right – yeah, I'm sure a lot of guys like to be in the system, but you can't hold it against them. We could probably go back in time and look at a lot of great quarterbacks and see who they were throwing to, and they were throwing to some pretty good players. Would you agree?
5: You know what I always used to say, and you'll have a relation to this, is if back in the day I could have taken Marino and stuck him in Montana's system, and Marino would have been just as great. But if I had taken Montana and stuck him in the Dolphins system, he probably wouldn't have been. And I remember that's doing that, show. Have,
2: that's, fu- that's funny you said that. Yes.
5: Yeah. And, and, and the thing about that is, Joe, is, is that's what the great, great, great – Now Maton was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yes, but he had the benefit of the system and the way they played and Jerry Rice and everything else. And, and Marino had good receivers. He never had Jerry Rice, okay, and he made those guys really good. So uh, I, I think when you look at it, I, I think the great ones elevate and, and, yes, it's not fair to Tua to say he's got great players around him because he does. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the best weapon in the National Football League when it comes to the passing game. I don't care. He might not be the best receiver. Justin Jefferson or one of those guys might be the best receiver. The best weapon in the NFL, the one who puts the fear of God in every defensive coordinator in league, is Tyreek Hill. And that makes it so much easier to play football when you're the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins.
2: So let me ask you a little follow-up to that. Woody's been on this for a few days that uh... – If he puts up 2,000 yards of receptions and has 17, 18, 19 touchdowns, could he win an MVP or is that just automatically go to one of these quarterbacks? We got a batch of quarterbacks kind of from week to week going back and forth on who's slightly ahead in the MVP.
5: If Miami – Pushes to where they're, you know, in the conversation for the best record in the AFC, and he continues to play the way he's playing and puts up those numbers. He's definitely in the mix, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, look, you're around that team all the time. Who's the MVP of the team? Now, the quarterback's always the MVP of every team. Okay, I've said that many, many times. I don't care who, what team you are. If you don't have a quarterback, you're dead. But who's the MVP of that team right now in terms of the way they're playing the game? Is it Hill or is it Tua? Would you rather take Hill out of there or Tua? And now, personally, I'd rather have Tua in the lineup. But, 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 again, that's quarterback position. That's the nature of the beast. But the way Hill's playing, yeah. he'll be in the conversation, no question about it.
2: Well, the best player on the team is Tyreek Hill. I mean, what he does. And, by the way, no doubt. and Tyreek, sometimes even when he goes in motion and doesn't get in watching these defenses, like, there he goes in motion and you see everybody shifting. I just, like, wow, the impact of – oh, no, don't let him get us again, and then you throw to a guy wide open on the other side. So I, I just think whether there's he – There's nobody like yeah, him, Joe.
5: He's crazy. There's nobody like him. Yeah. I, mean, the, the, I mean, the speed, the, the, the ability to separate and, and run away from people, and you know if you miss a tackle, he's gone. There's, there's nobody like him in the NFL. There really isn't. And, and, and I say that with all sincerity because there are a lot of great receivers, but there's nobody like him.
2: So, um, and, and this thing keeps popping up, and, and I, I, hey, the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody yet. At the 28th-ranked schedule so far. Listen, man, nobody, nobody cares at this point. All people do is look up, and there's a whole bunch of teams with the same record in the AFC. The thing is still wide open, and the Dolphins aren't apologizing for being heavy favorites the next three weeks if they can take care of business with Washington, Tennessee, and, and New York Jets again, who looked terrible the other day. So... How how do you feel when when you? I I know. Listen, you got to beat some good teams, and you're going to play some at the end of the year. You got Dallas, you got Baltimore. I'm guessing that's going to Sunday Night Football. NBC's going to grab that one, probably coming up.
5: Yeah, and look, you only play the schedule in front of you. Now, having said that, when they do play like teams on the road, and and the Jets the other day, they just didn't look as crisp. And you know, those two Tua interceptions were terrible. Right. The pick six was sure. awful, and, and the other one was bad, too. And, you know, if, if the Jets don't get the, you know try the Hail Mary at the end of the half or they tackle them or they sack them or whatever, it's 10-6 to half. and should have been 10-7. They missed the extra point. So, yeah, there are things that play there, but all you can do is go win the games in front of you. That's all you can do. Uh, you know, what, if they went up there and beat the Jets 44-7 to and, and dominated offensively and looked, you know, great throwing the football around in the games where they've been on the road, then people would think differently. But all you can do is go win. And I know that's the message Mike McDaniels telling his team. Go win the games. That's all you got to do.
2: Right. And they're going to try. Uh, the turnovers are a problem. They've had six of them the, the last two games, which is, is way too many. You know, it's crazy. God, I watched that game the other night with, with Philadelphia. It was the best game of the year. And Buffalo – and, and you look at Buffalo and the way they played in that game, although they gave it away, they should have absolutely won that game against Philadelphia. They're sitting here at 500. Uh, you think they still have a shot at the playoffs? How do you look at that team? they got some tough games coming up.
5: Yeah, the next two weeks is what they have uh, at Kansas City and they come off their bye and then Dallas at home. And, and uh, I will say this about the Buffalo Bills. Everybody in the AFC wants them out. You don't, if you look at the bottom teams that they're competing with to get in as a wild card, it, you know, it, it, it's the Colts, it's the Texans, uh, it's the Broncos. You'd rather play any one of those teams than the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. I can guarantee you that. So everybody wants them out. I still still think they have a legitimate shot to get in. They got to win one of the next two. I think they, you know, they can. Um, and Josh Allen, by the way, the, the criticism of that guy is amazing. He's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, he turns the ball over. He throw the ball 51. I thought Darius Slay had a great quote. You throw the ball 51 times, you're going to turn the ball over. But he's taken that team and put it on his back again. Uh, And he was the best player on the field the other day. There's no question about that. And and they should have won the game. And if the wide receiver Gabe Davis goes the right way, they do win the game. And and so I think that uh, Buffalo's dangerous. You don't want them in the postseason. Now, the defense isn't the same. All those injuries have impacted the defense in a big way. You got to get a stop there at the end of the game. You got to get a stop in overtime. They got neither. So I think that's a problem. That's why Josh Allen's got to do even more.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, now that he started running again, I don't know if they gave him the green light. Go ahead, big fella. Go get your 70 or 80 yards rushing. Third down, whatever you need to do. And he is, man. He is back to, I don't know how. You know what,
5: Joe? They need to play fast and loose and free. You know, the whole idea going into the season was their defense was going to be really good. They're going to run the ball better, take some of the pressure off of him. Well, the defense had all those injuries. The defense isn't that good. So let him go play fast and free and loose. Like, you know, not unlike what the Bills used to do back in the day with Jim Kelly. I mean, just go fast, go loose, play free. He's capable of doing it. Yeah, you're going to have turnovers in those situations, but you're also going to have a lot of big plays.
2: Let me ask you two questions here real quickly. 49ers at Eagles, uh, two best teams in football?
5: Well, the 49ers when healthy, they are. They had that little three-game lull that was concerning. Um, I, you know, there's a couple red flags on the Eagles lately. The corners have struggled. They missed Von Maddox and nickel corner. People have hit them for big plays so over and over and over again. So I'm worried about their defense. I think the 49ers actually win the game this week. Uh, I think they're the better team in terms of stars. Uh, I do think they might have won the playoff game if Purdy didn't get hurt. So I think the 49ers win this week.
2: Second-best game this week is Denver and Houston. Could that be? Right. Who, who would have thought that, right? Damn. I mean,
5: that, you guys saw Miami put up a 70-burger on them, and, uh, and here they are in the middle of the playoff push. It, it's incredible. Sean Payton's done a great job with that team. Uh, he's got Russell Wilson playing really good football. And the defense, I mean, my gosh, they've, they've improved greatly. And then that quarterback, you know, Joe, we talk about quarterbacks. When Dan Marino showed up, he made it look so easy right away. That kid in Houston makes it look easy. I mean, there's, it's effortless. He doesn't get phased. He makes all the throws. He's got a big arm. He puts the ball on top of guys in a hurry. Uh, they have their guy for a long time, so that's that's an important game this week, no question about yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Hey, always great stuff, Pete. Really appreciate it, man. You and I could sit around and. And talk about all this stuff, and you can get me in trouble because you end up saying something, and people around us are upset. Anyway, hey, Pete, thank you. <laughs> hey, Joe, that's my that's my goal in life, <laughs> is to make every team in the NFL mad. <laughs> hey, I swear he just came and sat next to me. I mean, I, I made a couple <laughs> of comments. It was all Pete, not me. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. I appreciate it, man. Have a good holiday. You got it, Joe. Take all right. care. All right, Pete Prisco. CBS Sports. Oh, he's this guy, he goes to camp. He gets it stirred up.
3: <laughs> Did you tell him to have a good holiday?
2: I was afraid I don't know if we we're gonna see him again. Okay. And then I don't know
3: it, what holiday you're talking about. Well
2: but the holiday coming up here. <laughs> which which holiday are you talking about? Well oh, we got Christmas coming up <laughs> in a month. Yeah, but I I think we'll hear from Pete before then. Hopefully. All right. If he doesn't uh, get too upset. All right, I should have waited a few weeks before. I don't know. What if Pete says he's real busy during the holiday season, jerky? All right, right now I want to tell you about Baptist Hill, South Florida for just a second. Man, where do the pros go when they get injured? Enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, the Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU, and high school, Dade County football does the same thing. They all trust those great doctors that they put together to make it one of the top sports medicine programs in the country, right here in our backyard. You don't have to go anywhere else. We got Baptist Health, South Florida. You're in good shape, man. Uh, We got three great locations to go to. I'm going to tell you about for all those top specialists and surgeons. We got a lot of them working in Broward and Dade. We got you covered, man. Some of the top specialists for knee, anything to do with the knee, the shoulder, Foot and ankle, hand, back, hip and knee replacement doctors, which has become very popular. A lot more people looking for new hips and new knees, and nobody's going to do it better than they do it at Baptist Health South Florida for you. In-house therapists working with you, too. Boy, it's a slam dunk. And it used to be just doctor's hospital in Coral Gables, and you had to go from Broward down there. And what a great facility, by the way. But now, man, we got we got them everywhere. New facility in 595 and Pine Island Implantation I mean right off Pine Island in 595. You can't miss it right next to Renaissance Hotel. The pineapple is going strong. And our other facility just opened a few months ago at Hard Rock Stadium right next to the practice facility. There's another Baptist Health South Florida. So even if you're down there off the Turnpike or the Palmetto, you're close. You're close to seeing those great doctors. Hey, we got one go every day at Baptist Health South Florida. It's about getting you healthy as quickly as possible for team and individual sports. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho today.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.